Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. Good morning, church family and friends. I'm standing in the beautiful Children's Worship Center here at River of Life Church. And I've been wanting to preach in this building. This is my opportunity. But before I start... I just want to tell you guys, I really miss you. I miss my church family. And this social distancing thing is driving me crazy. I'm serious. I love people, and I love my church family. And I'm telling you, I've never been away from my church family for this length of time. And it's hurting. The fact that we can't meet together, the fact that we can't shake hands with one another, the fact that we can't hug necks, The fact that I can't lay hands on people and pray for them is difficult. Now, I'm praying for people over the phone, but it's not the same. The fact that we can't stand side by side and worship our God is just so difficult for me, and I know it is for you too. Now, I read an article this past week where they were recommending that people go out and hug trees because, you know, Hugging is important, and they say if you want to be healthy, you need to hug at least five people a day. And this article was saying, since you can't hug people, just go out and hug a tree. Well, I want to tell you, I have never, ever thought of myself as a tree hugger. But I'm seriously considering doing it. So if you see me out hugging a tree, just understand, I'm desperate. Oh yeah, there's one more thing that I'm having some problems with, and maybe some of you will relate to this. I'm gaining weight. This thing about sheltering in place, I tell you, I'm sheltering in my fridge and in my pantry. I'm raiding the refrigerator and the pantry about 10 times a day, and I'm putting on some weight. Maybe you are experiencing the same problem. Someone said that we should be growing in the Lord during this time. Well, I can tell you, I'm growing. I hope it's in the Lord, but I'm definitely growing. Well, all that aside, God bless you, family. it's good to be able to speak to you through this medium. I pray that you're all doing well and you're staying safe, and I'm praying that the day will come soon when we'll all be back together again. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you about getting through. This is one of those how-to messages, how to get through whatever you're going through. And by the way, in life... We're always going through something. There's always some issue, some problem, some adversity, some hardship that we're going through. So I want to talk to you about getting through whatever you are going through. Now, listen to this. It's important how we go through the things that we're going through. In fact, more important than what you're going through is how you go through it. Are you acting like a child of God? Uh, is the glory of God reflected in your face. Now, there's an old saying, I've said it, perhaps you've said it, most of us have, this too shall pass. And it's true, it will, it always does, everything has a shelf life. But I'm just asking you, is that what we should be doing as Christians? You see, that's not the point for us as Christians, that this too shall pass. Are we to just hold on until the storm passes? 
Are we to just grit our teeth and endure until it's all over with? Well, the answer to that question is no. The Bible has a lot to say about how we, the children of God, are to behave when we're going through difficult times. I want to share a couple verses with you right out of the Bible. Here's the first one. Excuse me. Romans 5.3. Now, this is the American Standard Version, and this is what it says. It says, Rejoice in our tribulations. Rejoice in our tribulations. Another translation of that same verse says, Rejoice in problems and trials. And then another translation says, rejoice in our sufferings. So you see, according to the Bible, we're not to just hold on until the storm passes over. We're to start rejoicing right in the middle of adversity, right in the middle of hardship, right in the middle of the difficult things we're going through in life. Now you have to admit, the Bible is a strange book, contrary to to the world in which we live and contrary to our own human nature. But boy, is it powerful when we do what the Word of God says we should do. Here's another verse. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Here it is. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. You see, when it says be patient in tribulation, it means when you're going through something, you're not fretting. You're not complaining. You're not acting like a spoiled child. You are patient in tribulation. And then James 1, 2 says this, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials trials of various kinds. And then this one is 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. And it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Now listen, if you just take those few verses and you put them together, then what that means is we are to rejoice in tribulation, we're to be patient in tribulation, we're to count it all joy when we're going through tribulation, and, and, and then we're not to think it strange or unusual when we're going through some type of tribulation. You see, the fact is, when you read the Bible, it's clear that for us as the children of God, in the worst of times, we are to be at our best. When the world's at its worst, we should be at our best. And according to the Bible, the world's almost always at its worst. Uh, There's a passage of Scripture, I think it is Acts, let's see, it's Acts chapter 14, that it says, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? Through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. See, between now and the time we get to heaven, we've got to go through a lot of stuff. I'm serious. There will be problem after problem after problem. And when the coronavirus is gone, there will be something else. There's always something else. It may be something that we have to go through as a group. It may be something just you and your family has to go through. It may be something you have to go through personally, but there will always be something to go through. And God wants us to go through it victoriously. He wants us to go through it with great joy. Now, so what I want to do is I want to give you two points on how to get through whatever 
you're going through. I'll give you the first point this morning, and then I'll give you the second point next Sunday morning. Now, here's the first point. Biblical knowledge and sincere prayer. Biblical knowledge and sincere prayer. Now, it sounds like those are two different things, but I'm presenting them to you today as one. Biblical knowledge and sincere prayer mesh together, married together in a person's heart where those two were just side by side working together. Biblical knowledge and sincere prayer. You see, there, there's no substitute for biblical knowledge and sincere prayer being meshed together. In my ministry, and I've been preaching a long time, I've seen people who knew the Bible. They studied the Bible. They were intrigued by the Bible. They wanted to know what the Bible said, but they didn't have a prayer life. They, they were not spiritual. They were not going after the heart of God. They just had the facts. Uh, they had the facts, but they didn't have any zeal. And then on the other hand, I've seen those people who were zealous and they would pray and worship all night long and it was all about their feelings and going after God, but they wouldn't take time to sit down and search the Word of God. And I'm telling you that you need both of those. You need biblical knowledge. You need biblical knowledge and sincere prayer meshed together going after God. I'm telling you, uh, so many times, so many times in my own personal life through the years, I've been up against something and I didn't have any answers. I, I didn't know what to do. I needed to hear from heaven. And what I've done is I've turned to the Word of God and I've turned to sincere prayer. And I'd get in my Bible. Now, I'm not talking about just daily Bible reading. That's good. I'm talking about going beyond that and searching the Scriptures out for a word from God. And when I say prayer, I'm not just talking about those general and generic prayers that we have a tendency to pray. I'm talking about pushing way beyond that so that you're going after the heart of God. You're searching the scriptures as it were in one hand and with the other hand, you're reaching out to God. You're crying out to God. And I want to tell you that when I have done that through the years, always, no exception. Now, it may not happen immediately. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes a month or longer. But I want to tell you, when I've done that, when I've searched the Scriptures, and when I've gone after God in sincere prayer, I always find some answers. Most of the time, I'll get to a place in my Bible, and there it is. It's illuminated. It's some verse or some word that just jumps out at me. It, 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 it's like it's in bold print. It can't be ignored. And I know there's just the ability to know right at that moment. The Holy Spirit gives that to you. I know that's a word for me for that season. And I want to tell you, I embrace that word and that word carries me through. That word sustains me and keeps me. And, and it'll do the same for you. You see, the word of God will hold you up. Do you remember that story where Simon Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water to Jesus? Well, I want to tell you, friends, Simon Peter did not walk on the water. He did not. He walked on the Word. He walked on the Word. You remember they were all in the boat and Jesus was out in the water and Simon Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. 
And Simon Peter got out of that boat, and he didn't walk on the water. He walked on the Word. I'm telling you, had Jesus not said, come, Simon Peter would have gone under immediately. You can't walk on water. That's impossible. Try it for yourself. Try walking on water and see how that works for you. But I want to tell you, when you stay before God and you get a word from God, when God gives you a word, that word will hold you up. You can walk on the word of God. And listen to this, child of God. When you get a word from God, the impossible becomes possible. See, that's what happened with Simon Peter. You can't walk on the water. That's impossible. But the impossible became possible when he got a word from Christ. And Christ said, come. And so he got out of the boat. And I'm telling you that when we're going through things, always, it may be a little thing, it may be a big thing, but when we're going through things, we need more than just listening to tapes and music and hearing the the latest sermon or, or, or some famous preacher We need to get a personal word from God. And so what I'm telling you today is this. It's just very simple. That when you're going through something, you need biblical knowledge and you need sincere prayer. You need to search the word and you need to go after God passionately. Now, for many, many years, I've had people to say to me when I would encourage them to do what I'm encouraging you to do. I've had people say to me, Pastor, I don't know where to start. You know the Word of God. I don't know the Word of God. I don't even know where to start reading. I don't even know where to start studying. And so I want to share something with you today, friends. This is something mysterious. It's something strange. It's also glorious. But boy, this is a mystery. I've never, ever been able to figure this one out. And that is the moment the moment I do this or you do this or anyone does this, the moment you start going after God, the moment you you get in your Bible, you're not just reading a few verses every day, but you're searching the Bible. The moment you start seeking God, the heart of God, in sincere prayer, I'm telling you, the moment you do that, it catches God's attention. God gets involved. Things start happening all around you, some of the things you won't even understand, but I'm telling you, there's a moving and a shaking in the spirit realm when you really start going after God. So child of God, if you're new to the faith and you don't know where to start, I just want to say this to you. Just start. It doesn't matter where you start. Pick your Bible up and start reading. If you don't like where you're reading in one place, turn someplace else. Just get in the Bible and start reading. And exactly at the same time, start crying out to God and saying, God, I need to know you. I need you to speak to me. I need you to give me a word. And here's what I want to promise you, friends. I want to promise you that if you get in the word and you get in prayer and you go after God, God will start talking to you. Now, you may be thinking, Pastor, how can you be so sure of this? Well, I want to tell you, because it's a promise in the Word of God. I, I want to read another scripture to you. This is, this is so amazing here. This is, this is what it says. This is from Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Here's what it says. Ask, and it will be given to you, Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. You see, the Bible says ask, but it doesn't tell us how to ask. 
The Bible says seek, but it doesn't tell us how to seek. The Bible says knock, but it doesn't tell us how to knock. Because you see, God doesn't care how you do it. We may not all do it the same way. But here's what God wants you to do. God wants you to be coming after Him. God wants you to be seeking Him and asking for Him and knocking at heaven's door. And and I'm telling you that when you do that, God will respond. Uh, Let me read the whole passage. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, listen to this, everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread... Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Ask him. Listen, we, we just have to get serious. You can't be casual. You don't casually get to the heart of God. You get in the Word, and you start studying the Word, and then you get in sincere prayer, and you get in pursuit of God Himself, and then God begins to show up. I was on a website this past week, and I was, I, I was reading some questions that these young Christians were sending in to this theologian for him to answer. And one question really caught my attention. I want to read the question to you. Here's what it says. Sometimes, this was a young Christian writing in now, sometimes I open my Bible to a random page and find that the first words, the first verse my eyes fall on are relevant to me. He said, I don't do this as divination, but I find answers to certain problems that I'm currently facing And then this young Christian said, should I take it seriously? This is what he says. I open my Bible. I just randomly open my Bible. And sometimes there it is right in front of me. And I see the answer. I see something that's uh, uh, relevant to me. I see something. And he says, should I take this seriously? Now, how would you answer that question? What would you say to that young Christian? I couldn't wait to read the answer by the theologian, and this is what he said. He said, God is a faithful God. He he said, God speaks to his children. Uh, God answers us in many, many different ways. And then this is what he said. I love this. This is what he said. He said, but it's not random. You think it's random. You think you're just opening your Bible to a random place. But the man of God said, it's miraculous. You see, God is directing it. And you're opening your Bible, and there it is. God is miraculously leading you to something you obviously need at that moment. I thought that was a brilliant answer to give a young Christian who's finding something in the Word of God. Now, River of Life Church family, I am not recommending to you that you spend all day long just randomly opening your Bible and hoping you will find some truth. Uh, That would probably be a sign of a young or immature Christian. But what I am saying to you is this, that if you will get in the Word of God and search the Word of God, and if you will get in prayer, passionate prayer, seeking after God, I'm telling you that God will move heaven and earth if He has to, to get you an answer, because He's promised if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, 
he said he would respond. We should be like little children who believe that our heavenly Father will respond when we have a need. And it may be that your Bible just falls open to write what you need, the very place you need it. Or it may be that you have to read an entire chapter or maybe read through an entire book or or you may need to read through the entire New Testament. I'm just saying that we should believe with all of our hearts that if we cry out to God in prayer and get in his word and search his word that he's a faithful God and he will answer us. I had an experience about 10 years ago. I was in Tallahassee. I bought a a brand new truck, and I was so proud of my truck. And, and then just a few days later, I don't remember how long, I was driving my truck someplace, and somebody had given me a, a CD of a, of a preacher they wanted me to listen to. And I thought, this would be a good time. So I, I took the CD off the seat, I plugged it into my uh, truck, uh, the CD player, and I started listening. And man, I thought, boy, he's got a great voice. He's a good speaker. Uh, this is enjoyable. I, I, mean, I mean, I was mesmerized for a while as I listened to this guy. And then all of a sudden, this preacher says something and cold chills just went all over me. I'm not making this up. I mean, I just, it, cold chills. And I, I thought to my, myself, what in the world is wrong? Uh, and then I thought about what he said and I realized that that preacher had said something I'd never heard before. It didn't line up with anything I'd ever learned in the Word of God. And so this is what I did. I started praying right there, driving down the road. Didn't close my eyes. Right there, driving down the road. This is what I said. I said, Father, I need a word from you. I need to know, is this truth? Because if this is truth, I want to embrace it. I want to take hold of this truth. If it's not truth, I want to to know that it's not truth. And And I don't want to listen to this anymore. Father, will you give me a word And friends, I'm telling you, and I said, this is the strangest answer I ever got from God. The Holy Spirit said to me, look down at your odometer. And I looked down at my odometer, and my odometer was on 666. I had driven my truck 666 miles. You talking about cold chills? I had cold chills. They went all over me. I reached up, pushed the button, took the CD out, and I stopped listening to it. I cried out to God, and he gave me an immediate answer. I think that may be the fastest answer I've ever received to a prayer like that. But I'm just trying to tell you that God sometimes moves in strange and mysterious ways. But you just need to know that if you go after God, if you search the Scriptures, God will move heaven and earth if he has to to bring you answers. Now, I do know that there are those who will hear a story like I've just told, and they'll laugh at it. They'll say, that's just a strange coincidence. That's not God. But friends, you understand that to those who do not believe, everything is just foolishness that has to do with God. If you don't believe there is a God, then when we're testifying, you certainly don't believe that. But now for us, for us as Christians, we know that God responds. 
And I'm just encouraging you today. This is just the one thing I'm encouraging you to do as we go through this season we're in right now. Get in the Word of God beyond your daily Bible study, beyond your daily Bible reading. Get in prayer beyond those general and generic prayers. Search the Scriptures and go after the heart of God and expect God to give you a word. And I'm telling you, when God speaks to you personally, when he gives you a personal word, when he gives you a rhema word, I mean, it's in the Bible. Everything in the Bible is true. But then when you find something that's a rhema word, it's a personal word just for you, just for your situation, just for that time you're going through, I'm telling you, it will sustain you like nothing else. It is amazing. Uh, Many, many years ago when I was in school preparing for the ministry, I had a professor, and this professor used to tell us a story, and we would encourage him to tell this story because we love to hear it. But this is what he said. He said there was this woman, a godly woman, and she had rebellious children, and one of her sons was wayward, and he got in trouble with the law, and he got put in jail, and then he got convicted, and then he went off to prison. And she was brokenhearted, of course. And she asked God, Lord, will you help me? Lord, I'm praying for my son. And, and she cried out day after day. And then one day, her testimony was this, that God spoke to her and said, it's all right, don't worry about your son. I'll take care of him. And then God said to her, he'll be saved in jail. He will start growing in grace while he's still in jail. And I will call him into the ministry while he's in jail. And then when he's released, he'll preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. She was thrilled. God had given her a word. She, she had the joy of the Lord even in the midst of that situation she was going through. And then the story goes that a couple of men knocked at her door one day and they said, ma'am, are you? And called her name and she said, yes. Is so-and-so your son? Yes. And then they said to her, we regret to tell you that there was a riot in the prison and your son has been killed. And this woman looked at them and she said, no. No, he hasn't. And they said, we know it's hard for you to accept this. It always is. But your son has been killed. He's dead. And we've come to tell you. Well, she held on to that word. She said, God, you can't lie. And she would not budge off that word. A few days later, they came back to her house. And this is what they said to her. They said, ma'am, we are so sorry. We apologize. There was a case of mistaken identity. Your son is not dead. Your son has been injured, but he's not dead. And she said to them, I know. And they said, how could you know? And she said, because God can't lie. And God's already told me what he was going to do with my son. He got saved after that. He started growing in grace after that. God called him into the ministry after that. And when he was released from jail, he started preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Child of God, please, listen to me. We can't be casual. We shouldn't be casual at any time in our Christian lives. We should be passionate, but especially when you're going through something. If you will make this a habit, if this will be a part of who you are, that you're always searching the Scriptures and you're always going after the heart of God, I mean, you're pressing in. I'm telling you, it'll get you through. Because what's going to happen is, is when you do that, you'll start hearing from God and you'll start receiving rhema. You'll start receiving revelation from above. And when God gives you something, that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I want to read a quote to you from John Wesley. 
And I love this quote. The older I get, the more I love this quote. He said, when I was young, I was sure of everything. In a few years, having been mistaken a thousand times, I was not half so sure of most things as I was before. At present, I am hardly sure of anything but what God has revealed to me. You see, friends, when you get a word from God, then, man, that makes all the difference in the world. And you can be sure and confident even in the most difficult times. I share one last scripture with you in closing. Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. You see, friends, when you seek God, you find him. You don't just find the answer to the situation you're in. You find him. You find his heart. You find his wisdom. You find his presence. You find his glory. And no matter how dark the world is around you, the light of his glory makes all the difference in the world. And I tell you, that's the reason we can rejoice in tribulation. Well, I'll give you the second point next Sunday morning. So I just want to say to you, church, I love you. I miss you. I look forward to us being back together. May God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.